I'm going to talk to you guys tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. For those of you that don't know, Lawrence knows. Drew and I were student pastors for 10 years. I had your other brothers. My, and look, I survived. It's a miracle, isn't it? It's a miracle. That's Jesus's miracle. I survived Donovan and Kyle. I'm just teasing. I am glad all of you came back to the house of the Lord. Brandon, it's good to see you. Can I show them what I got? Okay, I got a gift today. And for those of you that know, I kind of like this little guy. And I actually meant to take it and put it somewhere nice. But um, I love gifts anyway. And so I was told that I needed to count my blessings. <laughs> my little Grinch. Isn't that the funniest little thing ever? Yeah, he's not very spiritual. <laughs> but I still like him. I think he's funny. Well, okay, he's not spiritual at all. We'll just go there. He's not spiritual at all. So um, after this morning's sermon, I thought, oh, boy. Did anybody else feel that way after this morning? Come on, Bo, how would you feel after this morning's sermon? That was rough, wasn't it? <laughs> but it was so timely and so needed because today we do want to talk about the blessings and we always want to talk about how good God is and we always want to talk about his mercies and unfortunately the world has got to where that is more important than the reality of heaven and hell because there is a heaven and there is a hell and you are choosing every breath whether you choose heaven or whether you choose hell. Go back and listen to it, Michelle, because it was good. It was good. Unless you got, did you get to listen this morning? Sometimes she's at work on Sunday mornings. And so as I was praying this last few days, because we had this feeling that pastor would still not be back, and I don't know where they're at. They're somewhere out there roaming the roads. And um, the Lord was so adamant, and he's like, speak on love. And I was like, after that sermon this morning? You want me to speak on love? We're talking about hell. We'll talk about love. <laughs> and I feel like, and I'm sure it's not true because I did look back through every time I've spoken the last year or so, I don't always speak on love. But for some reason, that's what God always draws me to. Kids, I'm going to ask you to sit up in your seats, okay? Like a gentleman and a young lady, and let's pay attention, okay? So love as we all know it. In the world, everybody loves everybody, right? You love your friends, you love your neighbors, you love everybody. Bo, don't lie, because there's a hell. <laughs> That's what I've always told my kids. It's hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes to love your neighbor. My neighbor drives tracks on the yard, and it makes me so mad. I'm like, take all your kids and put your tires on your side of the road don't keep driving in my yard it drives me crazy why does that drive me crazy I don't know but it drives me crazy thankfully he's a good neighbor and he goes and fills up the holes that they leave but sometimes that kind of stuff doesn't make me want to love my neighbor like the scripture says that's the word of God comes straight out of the book love your neighbor as yourself I like myself I do I tell them all the time, I like my fake blonde hair, I like my fake red fingernails, I like who I am. I like who God created me to be. I love myself. 
because I love God and I love myself. In the last few weeks, it's been kind of crazy. Most of you know, I, my husband hit a big old deer and broke my big old car. And I was in the car with him. It was just what it was. I've had multiple people call me, text me, telling me what's going on in their lives. Some of it is like way out there, and some of it is way in here. It just is. All of us are on different things going on in life. Thank the Lord I don't have four kids under three right now. They have a different life than I do. My kids are grown. Carmen and Janice's kids are grown, but the son never wants to leave. I'm just saying. (laughs) So all these things have been going on, back and forth. And I I don't know if it's just me or what, but I I say it's just me. We'll just leave it at that. I have a hard time just listening. <laughs> I want to tell you what I think. Michelle, I, no, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. Derogatory. I just, I just want to tell you what comes to my mind. I, just, I need to get it off my mind. And that's not always the way it's intended to be. Sometimes we're supposed to stop and just listen. And I have watched... Pastor Drew, <laughs> and he's never been a talker anyway. We used to could drive eight, ten hours and not speak a word to each other until I said I need to go to the bathroom or need to do something to eat. So he's always been just real quiet, and he's always been a listener. But I've watched him mature in his listening in the last few years as God has changed our direction in life. All of these people talking to us, I need to listen. I'm listening to their heart. I'm listening to one phone conversation. It was pure fear. Fear, fear was gripping so bad. And it broke my heart to listen to them in fear. It breaks my heart on so many different levels. Because my love doesn't change. And I know you're thinking, where is this going? And sometimes I'm thinking where I'm going. But I know what I'm doing, I think. All of these people, all these different things. And yet, we can stop and we can listen. And with the love of the Lord, we can begin to pray for those that are in fear at that moment. We can begin to pray for those because God has given us this love and the compassion for the others that are hurting, that are broken. We can ask God to heal that situation, deliver Sometimes we just want to sit back and say, I can't do it. And I've said it before over and over. I'm done. I don't say this myself, but I'm sure Erica looks at Bo and says, it's your turn. I'm off duty. I still say that. Mine's 12 at home. He's yours. I've had him all day. You can have him now. We just need to just to sit still sometimes and just listen to the voice of the Lord. The love of the Father How many of you are thankful for God's love? (laughs) Where would you be? Just give a brief moment, a brief thought. Hey, kiddos, where would you be if God didn't love you today? Michelle, where would you be? I got kind of a glimpse of your story. Where would you be? Just think about it. All the things that God gave you mercy for, 
already to this point in this day in this time, where would you be? At the conference in September, they talked a lot about um, the role we play in church. I say play, the role that we are to take on as Christians, and that's the love for the orphans. And I'm talking spiritually at this current moment. And it made me think, because to take on an orphan sometimes is a lot of work. My father, my personal father, is an actual orphan. His parents died when he was young. He had to mold himself into who he is today, which is an incredible man of God. But someone took him and mentored him and loved him and showed him Jesus. And now he has a lineage of those that love the Lord. So we are supposed to be that way. We're supposed to love like Christ loves unconditionally. Who are you spending time with discussing the word and pointing that soul to Jesus? 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 says this. It's, I loved this little thing. I picked it up on um, Enduring Word, and it says the supremacy of love. That's what it talks about in verse 1 and 2. Love is a superior. Love is superior to spiritual gifts in and of themselves. And the scripture said, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become as a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And I'm telling you, sometimes Cardin can clang those cymbals. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but I don't have love, I have nothing. I have nothing. All those things we can do, all those things and all the gifts that God gives us, because we're all gifted. God gives us all gifts. If we do not have the love for the Lord, you have absolutely nothing. If we don't have love, we are nothing. And that is the word of God. Love is a wonderful thing. I love to be loved. I love to get a Grinch poster because that makes me feel loved. <laughs> I love it. I love for Drew to say, Shelly, I bought you new shoes. And I'm like, yes. I love shoes. I love it when my boys come up and hug me. Usually, there's a motive behind the hug. I'm sure all you teenagers can say, that's why I hug my mom, because there's a motive. But I love it. I love it when I can walk up to him, that big old six-foot-one boy, and I grab that little burly face, six-foot-one, I grab that burly face, and I can pull it to me, and I can kiss him on the cheek, and he just grins. I love him. I love him. And I love that feeling. But when it comes time to get down to business with God, that feeling that those parents that give me, that my children give me, that my husband give me, is not comparable to what God gives me. God gives me a love that when I'm doing wrong, he says, you can't talk like that. You can't say that. You can't do that. You, you, you can't. You can't. He disciplines me. Because he loves me. He disciplines me. He points me in the right direction, Michelle, because he loves me. He's already captured my heart, and I gave him my heart. But sometimes I want to do this, and sometimes I want to do this, and sometimes I want to say, and I want to honk my horn at the person in front of me and behind me and beside me. 
my horn broke in my car. <laughs> Carden said it's because I used it too much. I'm not showing the love of God. <laughs> but he disciplines me. He loves me. He chases after me. And he just wants me to come in and lay before him and talk to him and read his word and just pour my heart out. Bo, when Erica is too busy because all four of those kids are hanging off of her and you feel all alone in a house full of people, God is still with you. And God cares that you feel alone. And God wants you to chase him, just like he chased you and brought you back. He wants you to chase after him. He wants you to go to your quiet place. He wants you to go to where you can be ministered to because he's waiting on you. He loves you. He's drawing you. He's asking you to come into his presence. He's asking you to be in his courts. He's ask- he just wants your attention. He wants to be with you. Because he loves you. That wasn't even in my notes. But that was good. Love bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. And endures all things. I'm just going to say Pastor Drew bears a lot with me. I'm not the nicest all the time. First Peter 4 and 8 and says, And above all things have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Love believes all things. When we, 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 goodness, when we never believe a lie, but we never believe evil unless the facts demand it. We choose to believe the best of others. I do. I always can find something that I can believe that's going to be better because I love you. Someone asked me just recently, why do you love me? I said, because your soul matters. Not what you're doing, not where you're going, not what you're saying, but your soul matters to me because I love you, because God loves you. Love hopes all things. Love has confidence in the future. When hurt, it does not say it will be this way forever. Thank the Lord. And get worse. Sometimes I feel that way. This day could only get worse. Well, yeah, because you just said it. It hopes for the best, and it hopes in God. It endures all things. Cardin, when he was little, he would say, Ember. And that song, there was a song he would sing, and he would say it every time. It was so stinking cute. Most of us can bear all things and believe all things and hope all things for a while. After the last few days, and you guys know, I've already told you, I love my car. And the news never, it's just not getting better. The car's not getting well, and it's the news is not getting better. And all these things are going on, and I keep thinking, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's just a car. It's just my things. It's going to be okay, right? And I keep hanging on to it. It's going to be okay. I'm enduring. I'm enduring. I'm hoping. I'm enduring. I'm believing. And then I'm like, forget it. It's never going to be fixed. My car, Jackson, it's broke forever. It looks awful. Cardin says it's embarrassing to sit inside of it because it just looks terrible because the whole front's gone. Cardin's like, I can't ride in that car. I was like, you are something else. But I know if I keep my eyes focused because God loves me and he cares about my heart. He knows what's going on. And if I keep hanging on and if I keep my eyes focused on him and I keep telling him, I believe in you, Lord. 
you've loved me, you've always taken care of me, and you'll take care of this little minute detail that's wearing me out. Love doesn't give up. The love of God never gives up. We can be pretty rotten. We can do some things that we already know is wrong. And he'll sit there and knock one more time. I love you. I need you. I'm pulling you. Come back home. I need you. The love of God. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Love is the greatest because it is an attribute of God. And everywhere you turn in the Bible, it goes back to love. We just read the, the one scripture, if you don't have love, you have nothing. So everything you're doing is in vain. Love the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Love your neighbors as yourself. Forgive And everybody got real excited about that word because pastors talked about it for two years. Like <laughs> somebody forgive. <laughs> forgive and love. Make love the greatest attribute of your life.